0: Absolutely. This offseason is exactly what we figured it was going to be. It was going to be a lot of movement, a lot of names, a lot of names switching places. Right. So before we even get to that, before we even get to basketball, uh, let's get my football stuff out of the way. Heartbreaking loss. It wasn't really heartbreaking, though. You know, I mean, they expected Kansas City. To come into Las Vegas and and whoop our ass, especially after the quote unquote the niggas was crying about us doing a, a, a what was it a, a victory lap around the around their uh, a, a stadium. I don't I, come on man, you can't be that soft. That's that I didn't expect that out of Kansas City players. You know what I mean? But then again, you know whatever. This is a new generation of players, uh, they feelings got hurt. You know what I mean? I, I obviously, they they probably was probably more upset that they was probably going for like an undefeated season, maybe. You know what I mean? Um, but it was a um, it was a shootout. It was a shootout, and we lost that shootout because we let Patmon we left too much time on the clock. But it's not even that because I want to say when you see it in the first game was we played better defense. You know what I mean? And I know we missed a couple of players. But it didn't matter. Like, they couldn't stop our offense at all. I remember punting at least once. And we made them punt maybe a few times, but we also had got a turnover. And, you know, Carr threw his turnover at the end of the game, but that was, you know, it was that was something that was most likely to happen because he threw an unusual, just an unusual pass. You know what I mean? Uh, but, yo, as of right now, if the playoffs was just start I know, look, we still got about five more games to go. But it was just an interesting take is that, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs will be the second seed uh, in the conference and they will play us again for a third time. And, um, you know, it would just be an interesting matchup in the playoffs, two divisional rivals and shit like that. And we definitely got their card. Uh, for that team to be considered a high-powered offense, their defense always been suspect. It's just that their offense is so polarizing That, you know, we don't necessarily pay attention to the defense except for uh, when they got to the Super Bowl against the Niners. It was like, whoa, you know what I mean? But, yeah, it came down. We lost. He lost by 435 to 31. Derek Carr showing his ass out like, yo, a lot of people need to apologize because not necessarily apologize. I take that back because. Hit the criticism that we have for Derek Carr himself was valid. It's like, yo, just extend the play. And, you know, or get rid of it when you really need to. And he actually did. You know, there were there were moments in the game where he had to absolutely get rid of the ball where he – at one point he got rid of the ball where it should have been a flag because he was still inside the box and he threw it to – he threw it out of bounds, but there was no receivers over there, Right. So um he's actually extending the play when he actually can instead of just throwing the ball away or eating it. He didn't get sacked. You know, he hasn't been sacked over what a couple of games and he's only been knocked down maybe a few times. So that's great protection. Great great protection for a banged up line. You know what I mean? Um Running game is still nice. Shout out to Josh Jacobs. You know, our receivers are still putting in some work. We He's spreading the ball around. And the thing is, we got to give him credit because he's actually out there. He hooping. <laughs> Derek Carr out there hooping. He should be. And I know you got the uh, Russell Wilson. You got the Aaron Rodgers. Um, you got the Pat Mahomes for MVP consideration. But you got to throw Derek Carr name in there. You know what I'm saying? As far as if you want to put the top five players in the league, as far as MVP race, Derek Carr' name should definitely be up there. Um, he played a hell of a game. I can't take nothing away from him. Can't take nothing away from the offense. It was it's 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 all season. You know what I'm saying? Like after we criticized our defensive coordinator, we stepped it up. But at the same time, the Raider way is we 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 haven't kept it consistent. You see what I'm saying? But I mean, to 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 our credit though. That was the best loss that we've had. You know what I mean? Because all the other ones were, we actually lost those, we lost this game with a minute and forty some seconds left on the on on the uh, on the clock, and that gave Pat Mahomes enough time to, to break down our defense, which isn't, which isn't good in the first place, and wasn't good all game besides the error that. Ah, uh, Pat Mahomes receiver made and uh, and and, uh, and our and our DB made a uh, a great play on it, falling down at that. So I um, still hats off to the Raiders, man. Y'all playing real good, playing real good. Um, Franchise is turning around, man. I think we just not necessarily uh, just a few more pieces because Derek Carr technically doesn't have a number one receiver. He it, right as of right now, besides Darren Waller. He has a lot of number two and slot receivers on his team, which is working out for him because these cats are getting open. But he doesn't have a true number one target besides Waller at the tight end spot. Other than that, man, like, you know, it was a gang of things. We could have lost that. We could have lost that game way back, you know. You know, (laughs) Nelson uh, Aguilar, he dropped a couple of passes, and I know that's his history up in Philly, but... You know that one. It, it was one drive pass. And shout out to my boy J O. Uh, he was like, "Yo, we lost that game in the first half when when uh, when Nelson dropped that ball." And um, yeah, man, he dropped two key balls, and yeah, I th- he did draw a uh, a pass interference on one, and damn near almost caught it with one hand in the end zone, but. You know, um, it just didn't work out. It just didn't work out. And look, and that's what it's gonna be. As long as Pat Mahomes is there, it's gonna be a dog fight for that for that division, and it's gonna be a dogfight fight in the AFC in general. Um, coming down to college, not much to say there. UCLA loses a close one to number uh to, to Oregon and and um yo, that was a close one. And and a lot of it came to that first half mistake where our backup quarterback you know, was hit while he was throwing, and you know it was a pick six, pick six to the house. We ended up losing thirty eight to thirty five. So both of my football teams this weekend uh, lost by you know less than a touchdown, and it was uh and it hurt a little bit because you know when you're supposed to win the game, man, you end up losing. And it's like man, so it was more, it was more so of us losing the game than they actually winning the game because Kansas City and Oregon actually capitalized on what they needed to do. Um, but shout out to them, man. Shout out to them. It's still a long season. Uh, and as far as my Raiders the schedule gets easier, but we have to we got to win those games. We got Atlanta coming up, you know what I mean? We got the rest of the uh the AMC bombs over there with, you know, with the Denver's and 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 the, uh and the Chargers. So, we got the Jets, and the thing is Jets got a terrible they haven't won a game yet, but the point is is that this is the NFL. They could put up a hard game, and even though I know they're they, they're tanking, you know what I'm saying to to get Trevor Lawrence. At the same time, like you know, I don't think anybody could be as worse as the Jets. They can they can pick up a they could pick up one W, and uh, and still be in a running and still be you know number one at, at at in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. The thing is, I don't want that 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 win to come against us because. The, the win and W, I mean, the W and the L column is very vital this time of year. You know what I mean? So we got to stack up as much W as we can because if Kansas City, you know, don't lose three or four games uh, the second half of the season, then we have no choice but to fight for a wild card spot. And the AFC is, look, is cracking. I'm talking, it's looking like the Western Conference over here. That's how it's looking. Uh, But shout-out to UCLA, man, and shout-out to my Raiders. Now, let's get to it. The draft, you know, recently passed, and, I mean, nothing, no surprise there. I mean, uh, like everybody has been saying, I'm still optimistic on a few players being a Dwayne Wade of the draft, and what that means is this draft was uh, projected and looked at as a lot of uh, role players or some great pieces to add to teams, Right no star player, no star quality players, this is what they're saying. I believe, I've always stayed optimistic. True indeed, there's not a lot of name headliners besides LaMelo, right, and Wiseman. But at the same time, um, you, you just never know because every player has their own journey, and their, their journey is in their hands. They get drafted, they can work their ass off, and finally, and some some of these players was held back in some of these programs because of the philosophy and, and and the offense that was ran in these programs, right? So you just never really know. Just like my boy Russ over there in UCLA, he admitted like, yo, the coach at the time was holding this back. You know what I'm saying? Holding me back and then got drafted, took off. So you just never know. You know what I'm saying? And I call it the Dwayne Wade of the of the draft because prior to, prior to the NCAA tournament, March Madness, uh Wade wasn't an average player. You know what I'm saying? That Marquette is just he he wasn't a well known name until he hit the scene where everybody is watching every day the tournament and he took off. Um and I think this might be one of those drafts. Might be one, might be a few players. At the same time, uh there were some standout names. You know, like I said earlier, LaMelo Ball got drafted. You know, shout out to Labar Ball. He His boys is out there doing it. He got two kids in the league. The other one working his way to the league. Um, LaMelo to the Hornets. Uh, good move for the Hornets. I'm not sure if it's a great move for LaMelo. And the thing is, well, I, of course, you can say, look, he at least he got to the league, and he's going to get the hoop. He might be the headliner over there. And when things return back to normal, he's going to draw attention. He's going to sell tickets. I get that. I think he was a better fit for Golden State. I think for a team like Golden State, on their way back to being mentioned with the top teams in the West, uh, and this is prior to Klay Thompson actually going down, and I think the Klay Thompson news came somewhere around the draft. um, They went for the Wiseman, and I understand that. Wiseman probably ended up being a solid player. I felt like they should have went for a guard. Uh, because there were some bigs out there that they could have went after. You know what I mean? Um, But, I mean, you can't go wrong with a young, fresh fresh legs out of college, you know, projected to go number one. There was a few players projected to go number one. Uh, Wiseman didn't, but he was a number one type of player. I'm not mad at it. Although, I know that Golden State offense, and i seen what they did uh, when they did have three guards over there, and I feel like, It would just, I mean, you talking about selling tickets. It's not that, it's not, it's not that they need another person to sell tickets because you can sell tickets alone just off of Steph by himself. And apparently that's exactly what it's going to be because Clay Thompson, uh, shout out to him, uh, Speedy Recovery, my boy. I hope you come back. Uh, the rumors, the bad, the bad news rumors, the bad news rumors is that, yo, he might be a cat that come back and get traded because he might be damaged goods. At the same time, I wish him a speedy recovery and I want him to come back because I feel like we haven't gotten enough of the Splash Brothers. Even though they won three titles, it's like both of those injuries that he had was like, yo, we didn't get enough of your career at all. Um, But we don't know how he's going to come back, and we're just hoping, being optimistic, that he comes back Maybe not the same player, but still well enough to do what he did, to do what he did before um he was taken out of the league um but I feel like that would have been a great replacement, you know what I mean because that probably would have took Steph off the ball uh a bit more and I mean look, a, a lot of cats got faith in Wiggins, I actually don't cuz I'm not what you what you gotten from Wiggins is what you're going to get. That's not enough to replace a Clay. Uh Wiseman even though he's a number 1 pick, we're still unsure. We don't know how he's going to fit in that particular offense. Cats is going to zero in on Steph because there's nobody else to zero in on. You know what I mean? So I mean, you know, Draymond is still there, but we know he's the he's the 11 points 12-rebound, 7-assist guy. You know what I mean? That's not going to win you the game. That's going to help you win the games with a dominant performance from Steph and and the other Splash Brother, but he doesn't have that. Uh, Of course, if they zero in on Steph, they zero in on Steph, it might be curtains. Um, So we'll see. We'll, 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 We'll definitely see about that. Obi... Obie went to the Knicks, and I said, please don't have him go to the Knicks. At the same time, he could have the opportunity to play a lot. You know what I mean? I'm not sure what offense they're going to run over there. We don't know what offense, uh, well, we don't know what roster they're going to end up with. We really don't. But I will say this. That's one hell of a player that they got. We're talking about Kenya Martin 2.0 over there. I can't see no other player to compare him to but Kenyon Martin. I mean, he will definitely tear that rim apart. <clears throat> and he can shoot better. He could definitely shoot better, dribble better than Kenyon Martin, a fucking monster. You know what I mean? That's that's gonna be my probably my top rookie of the year pick, uh, besides the other cats. But he's definitely my um one of my top picks. Outside of that, Wiseman going to uh Golden State, you know, Edwards over there in Minnesota. Honestly, I couldn't even. I couldn't even lie to you. Everybody else is just whatever, you know what I mean? Like we even we, which we'll get to in a minute. My my Lakers. We basically traded our draft pick away, away because I mean, if it is true that you know, I mean, if it if it unfolds that these players are exactly what a lot of people think they are, which is you know some role players, um, backup. Positional players, whatever you want to call them, then um, you are pretty much not missing anything. I mean, you would have to be in a lottery, the early lottery, to get any you know to get the fixings that you really really want, uh, or at least cash that's gonna sell tickets. But um, I guess we we we've come to it, man. I think I'm a, I'm gonna go. So I'm gonna go through. We gotta we gotta give our roses to Rob P, man. Rob Falinka. It was a lot of heavy criticism. Uh, all through the year and prior in last offseason. You know what I mean? Uh, shout-out to Magic for going to get Braun. But shout-out to Palenka for going to get Anthony Davis. And shout-out to... All right, let's put it like this. Shout-out to Magic for going to get the mud group. You know what I'm saying? The mud gang. You know, he went out there and got the Rondo. You know, he got the... Um, you know, he got all the cats that a lot of play, a lot of people didn't want. You know, JaVale McGee. I, I didn't have any... I wasn't opposed to any player except for Boogie Cousins. And the main reason was it was two reasons. And most of that was because his attitude. At the same time, I can't contradict myself because I'm like, if you're on a team with Braun, then a lot of that shit won't be taking place. You know, because if one one thing is we criticize Braun leadership as far as does he make his teammates better? Because when they when he leaves the franchise, it's like well how much did he make it better because they're actually shit right now but he actually does make them better in the moment right um and he also he also has a team that doesn't come with a lot of drama not until not up until he went back to Cleveland and he played with Kyrie you know what I mean and we already know Kyrie brings that personality and that attitude that probably conflicts with braun or whatever um at the same time, I just I, I wasn't a huge fan of the whole Boogie Cousins thing because, for one, like I said, it was the attitude. For two, it was the injury. You know, Boogie Cousins never strike me as one of the bigs that stayed in shape at all. And I'm not saying that the reason why he got injured or re-injured is because he was out of shape. It was the fact that, yo, he did get injured. And he doesn't strike me as a player that's going to go out there and work 50 times harder to get in the shape that he's never probably been in before. So I wasn't really rolling with it. That's why when I got the news earlier today that he was on his way to Houston, I was like, ah, okay. You know, now don't get me wrong. A lot of Lakers fans wanted Boogie, and I was okay with it because after all the players that we had signed. But now I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm glad he found a home in Houston, and I'm glad I'm glad he's gonna get to play. At the same time, that it's a good thing for just like I said with um, just like I said with Melo, but it's gonna be flipped around. I'm not sure if that's a good thing for Houston. That's a good thing for that's a good thing for Boogie because Boogie go he's going to actually get out there and get to play and probably be able to start off the bat. But as far as Houston, I'm not sure what you're doing there. You know, in the midst of them having issues with their two superstar guards, you bring Boogie over there. It's like I'm not sure how that's supposed to help at all. I really don't. But I mean, look. Everybody runs their franchise different. I can't I can't continue and and, and this what I need to express to everybody else, including the fellas in the thread. Maybe they'll get it one day. I, I can't I can't expect everybody to move the same way. Like everybody doesn't move the same way San Antonio does. You know what I mean? Everybody doesn't move the same way Boston does or the same way the Lakers do. Everybody move different or whatever. But some of these moves can still be questioned, though. You know what I mean? Um, and Houston hasn't made a lot of offseason moves yet. They've actually been on the bad side as of right now. You know, nothing is cemented. Nothing has been done. Nothing has been moved. But, you know, basically the only the major piece that they lost so far is uh, Maury. <laughs> you know what I mean? But outside of that, you know, if they do lose either one, let alone both, it's not going to be looking good for you to be, re- you know. I'm not sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some dope ass packages that they had for uh for, for Harden, you know, from the from from the Brooklyn one to the, I want to say the, I want to say it was between the, was it the Knicks in Brooklyn? And I want to say it had to have been another squad. I'm not sure. I know I know it was another East. Uh, Philly. I want to say Philly was another squad that was involved. Uh, you get some nice pieces in return. You know what I mean? But um. You know, we'll see. I just know that you know some of these moves has been questionable. I look at yo. Shout out to Rondo. Oh, before I even get to the roster, uh, and 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 giving Rob Palenka his flowers, I gotta say this. Thank you, Rondo. Thank you for coming with that leadership in the playoffs. Thank you for setting the tone and taking the rock out of bronze hands. Thank you for contributing to this ring, my brother. You go ahead and grab that fifteen million in Atlanta. Javale McGee. Hey, brother. Um. It's a lot that I can say about you in a very positive way. I was actually on your side. I didn't really care about the Shack and the Fool comments or anything like that. I knew your presence would help in the paint. And I knew we couldn't play you in certain matchups because uh, you know, that's just how it is with the matchups. Shout out to Vogel for understanding that. Uh, but shout out to you though, JaVel McGee. Like, bro, you won you won on you won with Golden State. You've won with the Lakers. Uh what more can we say, man? Salute to you. And I'm sorry you had to go to the graveyard over there in Cleveland, but it's, it's business. At the same time, you brought a lot to the franchise, and we appreciate you with this championship. The White Hour is the same type of love I'm giving JaVel McGee. Uh, it's the second time around for you in a Laker uniform. Uh, you stepped it up when you needed to. Uh, it was the same thing with Javale McGee. We couldn't play you in certain matchups, but you knew what it was. You contributed all season and in the playoffs. So salute to you, and and I hope I hope everything works out for you over there in Philly, uh, Danny Green. I I will continue to apologize for those. Uh, I will say. Upset Laker fans and probably some Clipper fans that was acting like Laker fans who sent you those death threats and stuff like that for missing that wide open shot in Game Five. But you know what? Still salute to you, my brother. You too have won with what Toronto, San Antonio, and the Lakers. You definitely. uh I mean, it's nothing. Nothing more for you to even say, my brother. You've done your work, and and, and hopefully you can help out and uh, 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 uprising OKC. Avery Bradley, shout out to you. You didn't want to come to the bubble, and that was understandable. Uh, you wanted to be more cautious with your family, et cetera, et cetera. But you did contribute throughout the season. And uh, we're gonna miss you. We wish you you we wish you could have been in the battle with us. Uh because that would have been dope. We definitely needed you every and in every series, you know, including the finals. We definitely needed your presence. But again, family first and you got a ring, my brother. I want you to salute. Uh we salute that and uh and do your thing in Miami, hell we might meet up again in the finals. Uh and then of course Quinn got we, you know, we let go Quinn. Shout out to you. You contributed during the regular season, not so much in the playoffs, but you know, you know how it is when it comes to the playoffs, that roster gets shorter. You were still a valuable piece during the season. Giving cats a breather, coming in with a spark, et cetera. Et cetera. Salute to you and your journey. You definitely got a ring, Boogie Cousins is the Houston. Still don't understand that one. At the same time, you are a person who has, who has to. You basically coming back off of two injuries, and uh, you just gonna be happy just to get on the goddamn floor, <laughs> in, in the hoop. So, salute to y'all, man. Salute to all the cats that's that's no longer with the franchise, man. It's so much love. Uh, and uh, y'all know better than I would because y'all been in the league for so long. It's a business type of thing, you know what I mean? Uh, but now to get to the current roster, now to get to the current roster, Rob Palinka needs apologies. You know what I mean? And I don't want to, yo. It's gotten to the point where Rob Palinka was showing he was showing off so much this offseason. I was like, enough is enough, though. And I was dead serious. I'm like, the names that he's signing, like I'm not gonna lie to you. Bogdan, I thought I wanted Bogdan. Don't get me wrong. I really wanted him. But it wasn't like I wanted him to the point like I wanted him so bad because we actually had enough pizza where I was like, yo, I'm actually cool now. If we actually had got Bogdan, I was like, yo, this is not fair. It's not. I'm not I'm not sure how you're going to be able to work with all these goddamn players. So shout out to Bogdan because he's actually going to Atlanta as well. You know what I mean? So, uh, yo, shout out to him. But I really wanted him. I wanted him last year. Uh, during the season uh, before the trade deadline for Cools. I'm not going to lie to you. I wanted him because he was a Laker killer in that Sacramento jersey. A lake, a literal Laker killer. Yes, indeed he was. Um, but shout out to him. Shout out to him. He's in Atlanta. He's going to be getting paid over there. Um, but then we had back to back to back to back, 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 back. back. So we had the draft, free agency, it was a lot going on. Uh, our first move, we went after Dennis Schroeder. That's how Danny Green ended up in OKC. Dennis, uh, I mean, Dennis Schroeder was the same as Bogdan. I wanted, I, I, we needed him last year, you know what I'm saying? But now we got him for the quest of the repeat, you know what I mean? I'm excited about that. This was a six-man of the year um, competitor. He should have. A lot of people felt like he got robbed or whatever, but that's just. I mean, the man is averaging between eighteen and twenty-one points off the bench, off the bench. Now, true indeed, he had the opportunity to score that much because it was with OKC. They had a gang of different guards over there, but they had no. I. They had no main. They didn't have a superstar over there. You know what I'm saying? They had Chris Paul over there. They had a star over there in Chris Paul. And then they had, you know, the, they had the young cats. So they really didn't have a cat They were just like, yo, we had, like, Chris Paul had to drop 30. No, it was all them cats was eating. CP3 was sharing the ball with all these cats, and he was coming off the bench eating. You know what I mean? Um, Yo, so shout out to Dennis Schroeder. Look forward to seeing you in the Laker jersey. Uh, not only that, that followed up with uh, Wesley Matthews. Now, he's older, you know what I mean? And he had came off of an injury, but we need him. We don't need him for much. I mean, they did label him as a defensive player. I'm not going to lie to you. From the moment he came into the league, I never knew Wesley Matthews was a considered a defensive player. I knew he was a lights-out shooter, especially when he was over there in Portland. But as far as defensive uh, player, I mean, he's basically replacing Danny Green as well. Um, I got high hopes for him. I'm act- I was actually excited about that one because I'm like, yo, we need another shooter. You know what I'm saying? If Danny Green is not knocking it down like we wanted him to, then we got to go get somebody else. And we went to go get another reliable shooter. So now the spotlight is on him in that role. And he could come in as a starter. And so if that wasn't enough, I'm like, okay, all right, we making somewhat moves. I knew we needed to make a couple of more, right? Because at that time, I knew players was going to be leaving. I knew that roster wasn't going to stay the same, right? So I expected for Kuz to be next for a bigger uh, fish to bring in. But Kuz wasn't a part of the deal. If any deal he was going to be a part of was the Bogdan deal. But that didn't go through. You know what I mean? That didn't go through. Uh, but then the next the next one hit, and that was Montrezl Harrell. And when I tell you when that one hit, I'm not gonna say that I was surprised, right? But I kind of was. Now I knew there was some. It was some turmoil over there with the Clippers. We already knew this. We had we had hints of it during the season because it was like, yo, these cats. First of all, they never really had the chance to play with play with each other a lot on the court because of injuries and, and and management load and all that other bullshit. But lo and behold, they really had locker room issues. Like him and PG-13 was at each other's necks. You know, it was, it was no respect between the two. Montrez is one of those cats that play hard. And I seen a lot of you niggas on Twitter, I seen a lot of it, that was saying, oh, well, Montrez, his defense ain't always there. You know what I'm saying? He's not the defense. He's, he might be a little bit of defensive liability and a post, et cetera, et cetera. But he does bring that energy. But all last year, when he had a Clipper jersey on, it was him and Lou, sweet uh Lemon Pepper Lou, who was going to be the X factors of beating my Lakers in the playoffs. And and, and or in the regular season. This was this was the makings of 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 you guys on, on Twitter, including the thread. Yo, shout out to the thread. I love all of y'all. I really do. I love my brothers in the thread. But y'all hot takes has been under the percentage that y'all really think y'all shooting. It's been really bad. Honestly, it has. Now, I know some of it is because y'all don't like the Lakers. But at sometimes you got to get past that and give us some real good hot takes. Not Tyler Hero is going to be the finals MVP. Surprise. I don't need that type of bullshit. I need real hot takes. So now now, now that Trez is over here... All of a sudden, he's a liability in the post or defense. Got it? I got that right. We got that one. I'm gonna write that one down. And then that's when I was like, you know what? That 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 would be good enough. I know we was looking at Serge Ibaka. Shout out to the Clippers. They finally made a move. They finally made a move. I'm not sure where that moves the needle. I'm not sure. You know, I know he has a little bit of chemistry with Kawhi when they was in Toronto. They took the video in the car when Kawhi was rolling his blunt up, but nobody ever saw the actual blunt. So he also knocked down Kerry Hilson. That's my imaginary baby mama. Um, I'm a little salty about that. That's cool. Or whatever. I'm not sure where that puts the Clippers, though. You know what I mean? At the same time, that's still a good pickup. I just don't know how it's going to fit. Again. uh, So we was looking at him. We was also looking at Marcus Saul. And we were looking at Bogdan. And I'm like, yo, if we bag any one of them, if we bag two of them, that's doing too much. I feel like if we bag two of them, that's doing too much. But if we bag one of them, I'm going to be happy, close it down, even though we still got two roster spots open. Right? So then that's when it came in, uh, Marcus Saw. I say, yo, this is crazy. And the thing is, they thought, a lot of people thought Marcus Saw was going to go back home. Because he wanted to just, you know, he a family man. He just wanted to go home. He got a farm and shit like that. I'm not sure what sold him on this besides his brother playing for us. But a lot of people were saying, yo, he he could buy some land down here and we have the best weather <laughs> to grow, uh, you know, the shit that he wants. And then he could just ship that shit back to his crib in Spain. Um, he go back to Spain, he's going to be a god, just like his brother. But um, he's going to at least give us a year in L.A. And um, I like it. Now, this is the thing, though. I'm going to be real with you. We don't really have that inside presence defense that we had. I mean, look, we had Dwight Howard. We had JaVale McGee. Niggas was out there smacking shit. You know, Marcus Gasol isn't the most athletic out of the bunch. You know what I mean? He's just not. You know, uh, Trez, he's athletic, but he's 6'8". You know what I mean? So it's like, as of right now, as of right now, we really ain't got no bigs like that. You know what I mean? We don't, put it like this, we don't have last year's squad. At the same time, I like it, because Marcus Gasol is number one. The one thing that I like about him, a great passer. A phenomenal passer, and he can shoot that thing. He's very finesse. A little bit stronger than his brother, but his brother was a fucking monster. Um... So I like that. In the midst of all that, we did go down there and we stashed Golden State two youngins. Uh, we got Alfonso McKinney and Jordan Bell. So we got some, we, we got some little sparks off, coming off the bench during the regular season. Not sure how much they're going to play in the postseason. Um, but definitely in, in, in the season, they're going to get a lot of burn. You know what I'm saying? KCP resigned. Markeep said, let's run it back. Let's resign. And we still got Caruso. We still got Thalen Tucker. I think they I think Thalen should get a, a a lot of burn. And he showed he showed in the Houston series that um that yo, he can play. He could play. You know what I mean? And he's a shooter. So we're gonna see. We're gonna see how Vogel mixes it up a little bit and we still got Cools. Now I'm not gonna lie to you, Cools, I went to bat for you. I'm the one that said we needed you over BI because I know that Braun needs a shooter. And seeing that we actually went out there and got brought some shooters because Wesley Matthews is one of the most deadly shooters from the corner. You know what I'm saying? Like I said about Marcus Gasol, he going to knock that shit down at the top of the key. And he's a great passer. You know what I mean? So, Koobs, I need you to step up. If this is the, like, and, and maybe this is true. You know what I mean? Because I don't expect AD, listen to all my Chicago catching the thread. Hear me out before y'all get hyped. Cause every every year I get hyped off over of a draft pick or something like that. Let me say this: I do project Anthony Davis to go to Chicago. I do. I it's crazy because of what's going on outside with sports, what's happening in Chicago. But I actually think that he, I actually think he would go play for Chicago. So I don't think he would give us no more than about two or three more years, and that's cool because if we get a repeat. Don't let us get it if we get a three peat, we'll take the rest of the decade off. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll tell you that right now. We'll take the rest of the decade off if we get a three peat. I'm not gonna even go lie to you, but um, I expect us to get two two or three more years out of Anthony Davis and then he'll probably be shipped off to his home to his hometown or wherever else we can get some pieces from. You know what I mean um Mark Sittler's running back, you know what I'm saying, like I said, we got k c p so we got we got we we got some gunners back. We got some gunners back and I like that. We gotta give Rob Halinka a lot of love. We do. You know what I'm saying? We gotta give Magic some love, but we also gotta give Rob Halinka some love. He really went out there and showed his ass. And he did it with with accepting all the criticism that he's been getting since um they repl- he replaced Magic. And we got all the hee hee and the ha ha's and shit like that because you know, disorganized franchise and shit like that. But again, this is a franchise that's been heavily criticized for years, for decades or whatever, because we are who we are. And I get that or whatever. Uh, now that we won a championship, I haven't heard much. It's really pathetic. At the same time, I understand. So now we're into the new season, which would be here In exactly a month from now, actually less than a month because this is the 23rd. This is the 23rd. My birthday is actually a month from now. And the season comes back a day before my birthday, which is December 22nd. So now cats are going to get ready for the 72 uh, game season. And we just going to see what it is, man. I think we'll be allowed. I mean, well, they'll be allowed to play inside their arenas. No fans. In some cases, I, I heard some cats are fighting for limited fans and things like that. Golden State is willing to pay for the the same-day test for fans to be inside their new arena. Um, but I think that got denied. So we'll see, man. We'll see. I, I would like to see them playing their own arena uh, rather than a bubble. I love the bubble. Don't get me wrong. I love the bubble. I feel like they should keep the bubble for the play-in tournaments only. That's what I really believe. I really believe the play-in tournament should be in the bubble, and then the playoffs should go back to a regular format. You know what I mean? I I like it that way, and I understand why they didn't do it. It's because this was new, and at the same time, you want to make sure your players uh, are just you know you know where they at. You know, I mean, you in L.A. between the Clippers and L.A. man, it's like it's hard to keep these niggas inside the crib. You know what I mean? Whereas in the bubble, these niggas were just stuck on Disneyland. <laughs> they were just there. You know, at the same time, man, I'm not sure if they can do that for 72 games and be away from their family like that. And I'm not even sure if their family would just want to be there for 72 games and the playoffs for some teams. So, again, I you know... You know, I I figure they will work it out. I would really love it when the fans can come back. That's what I'm really you know most concerned about. Even though I would want them to play in their arena with nobody in there, just to know that they're playing on their actual home court. It's nothing like hearing that three uh, that three ball splash that and that and that crowd going wild or people standing up at the Staples Center with less than two minutes left and it's a closed game. Like that's the shit that I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Or any other arena or whatever, but. Um, we'll see what it is. Basketball is coming right back. It'll be in the midst of, I want to say what, the, the fucking playoff, the football playoffs, uh, what what will be started or somewhere around the football playoffs and then college football, uh, bowl games. Um, yeah. Yeah, it should be a lot. It should be a lot. I mean, I mean December is going to be a chunky, a chunky month. It's going to be a lot of sports content. Spilling into January, you know. No no uh all-star game this year. That's gonna be crazy. There's no um again there, there won't be any um I can't even think of it right now. I cannot think of it right now. I'm drawing a blank. I am sorry. Um But we won't get to see we won't, we won't get to see the rookies play in Vegas uh for the summer league. That's what it is for the summer league. So we have a whole new I mean, unless something happens, I guess we just won't be getting summer league this year. So as of right now, no summer league and it definitely won't be no All Star game. I'm pretty sure that's to do due to votes and shit like that, but that's trash. Um and that's it. Now I guess I can go through this. I'm pretty sure gonna go I'm pretty sure I'm gonna go through this again before the season starts, probably the week before. But let's run this down. See, I'ma get the I'ma get the Eastern Conference out the way because there's not much to talk about there. I will continue to be disrespectful because I actually can. So we got the Bucks, Toronto, Boston, Miami, Philly, Brooklyn, and the Pacers. That's all I see over there. And that's a solid seven though. That really is, that's a solid seven. Now, no, no particular order because of the Bucks, a lot of people. A lot of people had the Bucs and the Clippers winning the championship last year. So, obviously, they got the Bucs going back. I wouldn't say going back. They got the Bucs competing to go to the finals. Uh, Miami's going to be in the mix uh, because of what they did. You can't really count count out Brooklyn. You just don't know what you're going to get with Brooklyn just yet. You know what I mean? You just don't know. Um, but that's a solid seven, though. And I'm actually going to pay a, t- a lot more attention to the Eastern Conference. If that's if that's the seven that's going to be in the playoffs, I'm definitely going to give them a little bit more respect because there's going to be better games. Um, and, well, we got to see because we don't know how the Pacers are going to uh, – I don't know if they're going to set trip or not. You know what I'm saying? Niggas set trip inside that bubble. We don't know if they're going to even make it to the goddamn playoffs if they're not inside the bubble. Going to the West – uh, like I said, there was a lot of movement, you know what I mean? But the Clippers still seem like they're going to be the second-best team in the West, right? So that leaves the Lakers, obviously, with the defending champs. We got the I got the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets. I think the Mavs is going to be a monster. Uh, they proved that already. Now, this is where it gets tricky. So outside of the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, and the Mavs, like... Utah, I would say Utah and the Mavs—they're around the same. For I think the Mavs is a better team, uh, but you got Utah. The Rockets is going to be there until further notice because we don't know if Russ or Harden is going to be there. But if they actually do stay, and either one of them gets traded, the Rockets got to stay up there. Uh, and now this is where it gets tricky. Does San Antonio come back and be relevant again? Right. Because they missed the playoffs last year for the first time in what 20-some years. So you can't count San Antonio out, but we just don't know where to put them, right? Then you got Memphis is one of those teams that could have played their way into the tournament, into the playoffs, right? Don't know where to put them. Portland was technically supposed to miss the playoffs, but showed that they deserve to be in the playoffs, right? Don't know where to put them. Then you got the Pelicans, who was also a part of that whole Memphis and Phoenix and Portland type of run. That didn't happen, but they got more pieces. They're going to come back healthier, right? And now that leaves the the last two, which is Golden State and Phoenix. Phoenix has made moves. Golden State has drafted Wiseman but lost Clay. With Clay, they was projected to come back to be a top five Western team. Without Clay, we don't know where to put them. I don't have any faith in them. I'm gonna tell you that the truth. I think Steph is gonna end up being the second best point guard of all time. Not not me personally, because I still got Stockton. Stockton will never leave that second spot behind Magic Johnson. But to be fair, you know, I think I think Steph will be the second best point guard of all time. With that being said, they zero on him. He has he doesn't have reliable help like that he had with Clay. Um I don't know what's gonna happen with Golden State this year. I really don't. If they happen to make it with inside that top eight, salute to them. Or whatever. Cause it's like, I just don't know. And then we got Phoenix, who got Chris Paul over there. You got Booker, who I still want, I, I still think he deserved to be a Laker. Booker, if you hear this, I know you're a friend of the uh, of the podcast, man. Come on over to the Lakers, bro. Please do. Don't don't sign no max deal with Phoenix. Don't do that. Um, I don't know where to put them. I don't know how. To, I don't know where they're going now. Don't get me wrong. Those was, that, it was another team that was not supposed to make the playoffs, although they went undefeated in the bubble. <laughs> you know what I mean? They went undefeated in the bubble. They didn't lose not one game. But adding CP3 doesn't. I don't know what that's – I'm not jumping for joy with that. He got older, and and there, I would. I guess you could say this is going to be OKC, OKC 2.0, right? So if that's the case, then let's just say they do get in the top between 5 and 7. All right. I still don't know where to put them. So we're going to see. So like I said, after the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, and Mavs, and I'm going to give Utah a lot of love outside of that outside of that five right there I just don't know I just and that's how dominant the West is cuz we just don't know but there also has been expectations for uh the Pelicans because of all the picks that they have you know what I mean but they lost Drew Holiday you know what I'm saying Drew Holiday went over there to the Bucks so we got to see man we got to see outside of that um anybody want to invite me on today's sports show I'm just I'm just wondering. I haven't asked anybody because I understand why, right? I do understand why. I can be a bit of an asshole when it comes to the Lakers, only because I know how to defend them better than you know how to be petty towards them. So anybody who has an open spot on their podcast that is not Lakers fans, please hit me up. I also got a hotline. I just never put it out there. Uh, but I will start to, though. I mean, I, I might start doing that. And then doing it on stereo so we can have instant feedback. But this has been Open Run. Yo, shout out to Rob Palinka, man. Uh, salute to you. And let's get ready, man, for this up-and-coming season and see if we can get this repeat. If we get this repeat, who we? I'm not sure what y'all want to do with that. But shout out. See y'all next week, man.